0: We have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at PurelyArsenalFP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to
1: another edition of a Purely Arsenal podcast, it's two trophies in a month, um, back to normal and I've got Neil Shaw with me, how you doing Neil?
0: Yeah, good, 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 14 and 16, two magic numbers. Lovely jubbly mate, lovely, we got to start winning like this haven't we? Yeah, no. yeah it's unbelievable, can't well, get used not- to this? Exactly,
1: exactly. Absolutely, exactly. good morning mate, also got James Johnson bright and early, how you doing James? Hello, yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good man, good man. So it was a champions of a champions community shield, as I called it. And um, obviously, all the English Super Cup, if you want to call it that. And, um, and you know, and, and I, I said to James in the last book, I said, yeah, do I care much? really the reason I was saying that was more because of the time frame that we'd had from the previous game, the cup final, so it was very rushed. Um, Arteta even mentioned that some players had only had one training session and were thrown in on this game and we know Liverpool had had about two weeks of training, though. I saw all the excuses coming out from their fans about oh, we did two a day, so our legs are hurting. Oh yeah, okay, now your legs are hurting. Now the PEDs haven't popped in, have they, over the summer because of COVID, lockdown, struggling to get your supplies in, are you Boys. yeah I'm sure that will change once the season starts but anyway that's, that's, that's enough of my problems let's get on to it but let's talk about the game I'm going to start with James because the Neil hates lineup questions mm-hmm. and I think we're going to go off the game for a couple of minutes because the lineup questions are going to cause us to um I, I had no idea what the lineup was going to be. Some of the surprises for you, um, James, and touch on what your thoughts were at Martinez and Niles starting with the strong rumours, I think it's fair to say, surrounding their Arsenal
2: futures. Yeah, um, for me, I didn't even predict a lineup before this because I just had no real idea. I mean, um, we were speaking about uh, not only on the podcast, but in our WhatsApp group, at the fact that there was no photos of any of us at training. There was no, you know, there was no leak from even the players um, that they were training or anything else like that. So I was just like, well, I don't even know who's in here. And I mean, watching that pre-season game um, against MK Dons, you thought, well, maybe it might be the same as that. But um, it was completely different to what I believed it was going to be. Um, in in my head from reading what was everywhere I was thinking that Martinez wasn't going to play and that Maitland Niles wasn't going to play and I also thought that Rob Holding wasn't going to play either Um, going from the links that I had been reading so to see all three of them out there um, it was was somewhat of a shock. But, uh, you know, Maitland-Niles, um, man-of-the-match performance for me. I thought he was very calm and composed. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And uh, Martinez, um, I've got to give it to him. Um, the main bit on 80 minutes where he did the big spread to stop Sadio Mane. Um, that, to me, is why I believe he's preferable to... Uh, Leno as the number one keeper at the moment. Um, I believe Martinez, I've said it before, I believe he uses all of his six foot five frame to be a lot more commanding and a lot more assured and a lot more of a presence than Leno does and um, I think he narrowed that angle brilliantly and Mane started to panic and it's, it's just class goalkeeping. If you watch it back it's absolutely class and that's that's why I think if he does stay um, uh, at Fulham on the twelfth of September he's got to be starting for me. Um I, I wouldn't on the form that he's on currently, I I wouldn't justify dropping him. And I, I hope he does stay and looking at Maitland Niles now as well, um after that performance, I I think to sell him for the price that we were rumoured to be selling him at anyway. You've got to definitely knock that up, especially now that he's become a senior England international as well. Now where they've called him up to the senior squad, I think to take 15 million for him, um, even though we turned that bid down, but you know, to, to say that, um, He's worth 15 million pounds. I think is 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 very very insulting. And even Martinez for the rumour 10 million because of this contract problem and everything else. I think I think I've always said that Arsenal are terrible at selling anyway. But that just is that just speaks lunacy to me.
1: Yeah, I couldn't uh, you can hear me okay, can't you? Yeah, I I couldn't agree with more with all of that to be honest. Um it was really interesting to see. It seemed like he was giving uh, you know, the cup finalists that did so well. You know that you know their chance to prove themselves again, um, but also because of the strong rumours. And I agree with you on the Martinez thing. I, mean, I just think um, I think the, the more I read about it after that game, and obviously, put like you said, the Martinez save was just unbelievable. I mean, the way the way he made himself so big and just 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 caught it, basically just um, spread his right hand down to the floor, didn't he and stopped it. That was absolutely unbelievable. I thought Niles, like you said, was a man of the match uh, performance from him. Clearly, those those guys. It was performances really the way I sum it up from players that really did not look like they want to leave the club. Uh, They really looked like they still had a point to prove and they wanted to be part of of the, the the future of Arsenal Football Club and I think that's brilliant and it was the right choice. Um, Elneny's inclusion was interesting to me I thought um, I wasn't blown away by it initially but I thought he did very well alongside Xhaka and I thought it was very clever not to start Saliba to be honest because I thought about it and I thought is this the game to Your first game in English football, is this the game that you really... I know he played against MK Dons, but you know what I mean? So the first game in English football, and I thought that was really a clever decision from Arteta as well. But I agree with you, we're going to come back to the Martinez and Niles things because there's other players within that. But I agree, I think he has to start at Fulham. Um, I don't see how you can drop him. If you're not going to drop him for this game... um, I just don't see how... You, he's being, he hasn't made an error. You can't... And that sets the wrong president. I'm going to get to Neil. Sorry, Neil. Um, but that sets the wrong president, doesn't it? Look, I thought about it, and I know Mark is big on on Leno, and we've had this debate a lot, so I don't want to keep regurgitating it. But if you're a player and you bring them in, it, it goes against everything Arteta said. If you, if you play them because of an injury or whatnot, and they literally are faultless and then you drop them it says to all the other players that are trying to win a place in the in the team that it doesn't matter what you do because i've got my favorites anyway and that is why you can't drop him at this point point. and i don't even think you know i'm touching wood but I don't, even if he made an error i mean you know he's been he's been literally faultless um so far so i agree with all all what you said there neil i know you're watching it down the pub with my brother um first we did, you know, we, I got really into the game I didn't think I was going to mind much thought I was going to sit back and drink my coffee in my chair but I was on the edge of my seat to be honest from the first sort of 10 minutes and um, really enjoying it um, Neil sum up the game for me what were your thoughts on it
0: yeah, for me, uh, I, I I wasn't too. I'm uh, probably going to be killed for saying this. I wasn't too bothered in the sense that you know it's community shield. I thought you know it's not it's not the be all and end all for because for me the FA Cup win was the important fixture. That for me was the the, the pinnacle for us to to turn around what had been such a, oh, a catastrophic season really. Um, and and it and it also proved um, what an impact Arteta had had in such a short time. So that had been achieved. We'd done that. We'd we'd already beaten uh, all the, all the big teams. Uh, after after you know finishing Chelsea off in that game in such a short period and and you know for me Arteta had made a massive stamp on on his arrival at the club. So it wasn't like the build and I thought, okay, you know, obviously it'd be nice to get a win, but if we don't, it's not the end of the world. Uh for me it's all about performances. Um, I thought as long as we show up and when we give a good show uh that'll be the that'll be for me, that'll be the the, the the main thing. But actually you're right, once once the game started, I thought, no, actually do you know what? By winning, we're, we're 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 keeping that momentum going, and that's so important. Keeping that momentum going and carrying on from where we'd left off. Uh, I know it seems only yesterday, but albeit last season, and to start off straight away, uh, carrying that forward into the new season, I thought that's so important. And then again against the, the champions, you know, you can't get anything bigger than that at the moment, um, and to have beaten them twice in the last. Few weeks, um, you know, alongside City, United, Chelsea. You know, that's that's incredible for what Arteta has already achieved. So that that then underlined the importance of the game for me, um, and 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 then it became an important fixture. So a good performance and winning against Liverpool, fantastic stuff. Um, and just my thoughts on the game. I, I thought I thought you touched on the, the players that I was going to mention you know i i thought martinez he he also made another save against Mane didn't he it wasn't just that one there was another one where he made himself look big. I think it was in the second second half he did it again um I thought Mars was man of the match for me uh, there were some good performances from some of the other players, but he was he he was he was fantastic and he's such a cool. Something really, something I like about him—he's very a cool, calm, collected kind of player. Now, when he was first started playing, and I, I kind of had my doubts about him, I just thought. He kind of doesn't really care. He gives that kind of attitude that he doesn't care, but it's not like that at all. He's just a very cool and focused player. And what I like about him is he's so strong, and you know he's very difficult to beat one on one. And I really like that. And I, I, I just, I just, I just hope that he stays and he becomes uh, a, a potentially a regular for us. So that that would be something to look forward to. Um, and then I mean I don't know if you want me to touch on Yang's goal, but he's just. It's just different, different, different class. Go ahead, yeah. Different class. I mean, he's you know Wembley. He's already scored what two goals in the semi final, two goals in the final of the FA Cup, and then he comes along again and he's starting to make. He's starting to become the Ramsey of Wembley, isn't he? Scoring every time he goes there, loving it. I think even, I think even Sanchez did that. Did a bit of that, didn't he? He Like score at Wembley, and he's he's taken it you know under his belt and he's making it his own his own place, his favorite place to score goals and. And oh my God, what a what a great goal that was by the whole team! I think it started off from our from our play at the back. Um, I think Martinez, El Nenny, and Holding were all involved initially, and we played it out very calmly from the back. And then we you know we've always talked about how nervous we get about playing it from the back, but they did it so well, so controlled against a very you know as we know a very difficult Liverpool forward lineup who always press hard, hard and always press high. Um, controlled it well and then that was a really good pass from Bellerin as well to Saka who then switched the play beautifully stretched the, the defender I think it's is it Nico Williams I can't remember what the defender's name is um, yes. stretched him and then the rest is history Aubameyang does what Aubameyang does best and that was a world class goal Just very much like the FA Cup goal he scored was such a great goal. One of the best in one of the, you know, in in FA Cup Cup finals. He does does a very similar goal again, scores a similar goal again here. Top top draw, straight, you know, onto his right foot and bang straight into the uh, corner. And, you know, there's not many keepers in the world that could potentially stop that and um, just so underlines how important he is, not just as a player, not just as a captain but the influence that he has in the team, how he can turn games around on a whim um, oh, it's just fantastic and, and I thought overall it was a really good performance just, just as a summary, I know we conceded um, but you know I, I know sometimes we have always been in the habit of criticising and just trying to highlight errors of, in defence etc but to me, I'd, I'd I'd really want to stay away from that because I just think that you know what Arteta has done and how we've been playing recently. You know, we've been doing so well, um, and it's always easy to criticise, but we shouldn't be looking at that now. We should be looking at going forward into the new season and 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 taking this great start and, and the momentum that we're carrying with it. Um, you know, and and just just pushing on from there, and also what great penalties as well. I know we'll talk about that, but. I'm just really pleased with the with the performance the attitude and mentality of all the players they seem to know their roles now they're comfortable in their roles and Arteta has just done a wonderful job and I think I think we'll do very really well this season personally I think we're going to do well
1: yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm feeling positive about it I mean not that this game is necessarily anything to go by and, and like we'll talk about and we have talked about that the side may well look very very different but it's not about that it's about his philosophy, isn't it? And you, you see some common traits, no matter who are, who is playing. And the goal epitomised that, really. I mean, long gone are the moments of trying to play out the back with check almost scoring in his own goal, mm. and under Emery, do you know what I mean? And um, these aren't different players. I mean, a few of them are, but, yeah. but you know, they're not they're not they're not players that we some of them are not players necessarily that we thought could ever do this. You know, the the hold ins, the in El- really situation. You know what I mean? And 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 we're doing it to, to such effect. And I was talking to James just offline just. Earlier and saying how Liverpool fans and even Klopp to a certain degree, though I did think he was very respectful in the way he said, you know, came out and yeah. stood there and clapped us, um, unlike Frank Lampard and Chelsea um, mm. that, you know, kind of looked on. But um, I, I, I did think that was respectful. But he also seemed very frustrated in in his post match interview about how we're playing, uh, James. And, you know, he was sort of saying a 5 4 1. And I, th- I honestly think that's, um, that's, that's, that's quite unfair, to be honest, especially in this game. Like in the first game against Liverpool that we beat them earlier in the season. Um, you know, it did feel like a bit of a smash and grab, to be fair, um, even though again, we played a very weakened team in that that game again, which which wasn't really talked about, you know, the likes of Nelson and Torreira were starting in that game um, but in this game, I never really felt that, in the first half especially, James I mean, touching the goal like like Neil did, which was just absolutely fantastic, but and there and then was two fantastic chances to Eddie and Ketty in that first half as well, that Saka created, cut one back for him um, probably should have done better and another one he gave to him, which he pinged over the bar and to be honest I thought Although they dominated the ball, I think overall it was 60 to 40 or something like that. But Liverpool dominate the ball against everyone but City. So, I mean, you know, th- we're not under any illusions as to, as to, you know, the, the personnel that we've got. Um, but I, I just didn't see it that way in this game. I felt it was very similar to the to the semi-final performance against City in a lot of ways. I felt we were largely in control for large periods of the game. I don't know how you saw it, James.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think um, stuff like that is just a bit of sour grapes. I mean, for me... I've always been a guy that's gone, we should pick our styles to suit our fights. And it, it, this is the style we're playing at the moment against pretty much everybody, um, if you look at it, um, but especially against the big sides. And it's working. And you know what? It's rattling the big sides. So keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, um, Neil Neil touched on it brilliantly there. Um, I'd like to issue, if I can, an apology to Aubameyang. <laughs> Um, a couple of months back we were doing a podcast and we said that Lacassette is the only big game player that we had in this at the club
1: uh, yeah that was I'm,
2: me. yeah that was me and you Jack wasn't it and um, yeah that's an apology yeah, 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 I, yeah I'll, I'll whole, wholeheartedly hold my hands up and say sorry to Aubameyang. Um, you know I will I will kiss the ground where he walks because uh, you know <laughs> Neil got it right. Two in the semi, two in the final, one in the Community Shield, in the game-winning penalty. Like, do you know what I mean? What What more do you want from a captain like that? That he's leading by example. But no, if they, you know, for club to say what he said, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna dig him out or whatever um, overly. But uh, yeah, we, we're just we're just playing our game, and our, our game's working. I I, I don't really. I oh, know I don't really see um, what problems there is, and if you if you, I don't know if they exist, but if you got a balanced Liverpool fan, um, you know if there is one out there, if they really looked at it, they should have been 3-1 three, three down in the first half because Anketi should have at least buried at least buried the first one, if not the second. Uh, I think the <laughs> first the first one, uh, he's he's you know I'm I'm a huge fan of his, um, but no he's got he's got to take that, and then in the second half. Uh, Joe Willock has to score that header. I'm sorry, that yeah. was, yeah. I'm like, uh, you you are not going to get a better ball than what Cedric put on the plate for him there, and he he completely hit it hit it well wide, didn't he? So, you know, we should have won that within the 90 minutes, if anything. But um, no, we didn't. We won it on penalties, and uh, I'm not I'm not moaning. Um, and I think I think again, um, what Neil said there is about the winning mentality. And I just wanted to touch on it that right at the end, when the trophy's being presented, Saka, Reese Nelson, Emil Smith Rowe and Tyrese John Jules are all next to each other and they're all collectively like hugging in a group. And it's just pretty much um it was like, you know, when you go out with your mates somewhere. Uh, if you all go on a lads holiday or whatever and you're just like how the fuck did we all get here but we've done it do you know what I mean like we've made it lads Like, we're... and I think the boost that it gave those younger players is absolutely massive and um, you know people people slack the community shield off and everything else like that and I'm like well if it wasn't important why did they play their first team apart from Trent Alexander-Arnold I'm like they wanted to win that they wanted to win that um, and for us to do it um, and for us to beat Liverpool, you know, my you know my opinions on Liverpool. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was ecstatic. I was well happy because I'm like, that's just another trophy in that short space of time for me. Can I tell you? But It's another trophy for these players. And it, it's just the winning breeds winning. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the big test is going to be that Liverpool game. I think it's the 29th. I'm like, we get a point or three points at Anfield, uh, which I've, I actually think we might do because I think without the fans... Yeah I, I, think, I think yeah I think without these distractions and the fans and everything on the back I think we do I think we're one of the better sides with the lockdown mm. actually I think <laughs> I think it helps us I think it really I know I know all of us were going now. Nah, avoid it get rid of it but <laughs> since it's actually come back um yeah I I think I think we're actually quite better without the fans there I don't know I don't know why it just seems like uh all of them are a bit, you know, focus on the game. There's no, you know, there's no exterior noise. There's nothing that just focus on the game. And that seems to be working. I mean, um, you said about El Nini, um, if I could just touch on him quickly, um, I thought, I thought he played okay. I thought he did fine. Uh, d- if a bid come in for him, would I still sell him? Yes. um, I, I, I don't think he's the level that we need or want or aspire to be. So, I, I, but um, in terms of how he's played the last two times I've seen him, it just seems like under Arteta, Arteta's given him more of a defined role. And it's just pretty much like, look, sit in there with him. And then just, you know, if you want to, because people were like, oh, he's a sideways merchant and everything. I'm like, well, yeah, he is. But he's given it to the people that can actually do something. You yeah, know what I mean? Um, when he used to play before, he was giving it to someone else that would also just pass sideways. But now he's like, right, get it out wide. And like you, like you said about the goal, Neil, give it, give it out wide to Bellerin. I'm glad you mentioned that because Bellerin's pass to Sa- Saka is, uh, is beautiful. It starts it all off and then yeah. Saka switching to play. And I mean, Christ alive, he was playing on the side that he doesn't want to play on. But, you know, Typical, like he said in the uh, Wolves game, isn't he? He's like, I'm just happy to play wherever I get picked. I'm playing for Arsenal. So this is a dream come true for me. And um, yeah, he's like, I'll play the right-hand side. I'll play the left-hand side. I'll play as a cam. I'll play as a left-back, right-back, whatever. So, can I, just he, I mean, a- he was
1: fantastic. So just one, he, he was fantastic. But um, Arteta's done that a lot with Saka. We never thought it really worked, but then he played him on the right hand side against Leicester at home, and he was fantastic. Yeah. And ever since then, he's looked like he's been quite comfortable on the right hand side. He seems to like these inverted wingers quite a lot. Yeah. So it's quite interesting, maybe why he bought Willian. We'll see. But sorry, Neil, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I was just saying because we we thought Saka had dropped off a little bit slightly because you know we we talked about his expectations and he'd put risen to such a high level and then I think the last there's a few games we thought he just wasn't maybe at that at that amazing level anymore and thinking, you know what's going on but I, it, 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 for me again he was fantastic uh, in the in the community children that that bodes well but I just want to quickly just touch on one re- one thing that James said about the youngsters and they were all sort of you know celebrating together and for me that epitomizes what the change it has that Arteta has made to the whole club it's almost as if under Emery no one was enjoying football anymore and they didn't want to play or they didn't want to play under him or didn't want to play his way and under Arteta for me the biggest thing is they're all they're seen now to be loving football again and that's the massive massive difference and they're all showing that Look at the way they all are, you know um you know you you get the, they ask put out those uh, cams, don't they of all the players before the match, how they, you know they're just them walking in to the stadium then their preps, and then they walk out on the pitch and et cetera et cetera, and then what happens afterwards now, I know of course after a win it's always going to be happy and positive, but it's just just it just seems to me that every single one of them is enjoying playing football and playing for the club and and that that has for me sold a lot of um, uh, of the any how can I say any kind of um, negativity or or undecisive or indecisiveness they may have had about staying at the club, you know, he's turned so many players around that we thought would potentially walk out or want to leave, uh, and now uh, you know we're, we're seeing a U-turn in a lot of that. And uh, I just think it's brilliant what he's doing. Fantastic. Neil, did
2: you did you watch the post-match on BT with Arteta, or did you leave where you was? No, because John
0: wanted to get to this amazing restaurant. Of his, uh... <laughs> no, I
2: know, I know. Sometimes <laughs> they. Um... Turn the volume down when it's the interviews and they put the music back on and whatever. But he said after the game, Arteta, about the confidence of the young players is just as high as some of my senior pros. Yes. Because he talked Makes about he, talked to, he he talked about the penalties and he said, Reese Nelson literally went, I'm going first. Yeah, I and saw he, that. And anyway. he was like, What? He went, Yeah, Reese Nelson went, I'm going first. He went, I'm, 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 I want mine first. Mm. Like, he went, I'm, go, I'm going the first. Sums it up. Sums it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think the belief in all of them. He's, and it's it's not to the level where it's like you know cocky and arrogance. I don't, although, no. although you look at Maitland-Niles' penalties, but he's had previous for that. He's dinked a few yeah. penalties, and I think he's probably one of the best penalty takers we have got at the club, along with a brilliant, isn't he? And Pepe, yeah, yeah, I'd say. I'd rate him well high. So.
1: Fantastic to see Martinez doing the old, uh, you know, you know, piss-taking, oh, you know, god yeah, yeah. Oh, that was crazy. sure? And then he yeah. was doing it to Curtis Jones. Apparently he was calling him some, some proper names, Curtis Jones. Yeah. He was coming up to take his penalty and stuff yeah. like that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was and, saying uh, something about
2: his hair or something. Yeah, yeah. but yeah.
1: goalkeepers need to be like that. Jans mm. Lehman was like that. He was a right nightmare, wasn't he? Yeah. And, um, you know, now they're being told they can't move their toes off their line, you know, you've got to take every advantage mm. you can get. So, no. um, yeah. Go on, sorry, carry on. But I just um, I just thought um, a couple of other players that I wanted. I thought Xhaka was very good uh, alongside El Um, again, I thought Holding was actually very good. Again, with lots of links from him away. Tierney is just someone that you you know he's going to put in an eight out of ten all the time. Yeah. Um, he's just solid. You know, so good going forward. Even though he's playing left centre back, he's always you know had a couple of shots from outside the box. I remember one deflected over. Yeah. And um, man, it was really. Int- I thought Bellerin had a good game as well. I thought Bellerin was quite good going forward little net on Mane I remember um, which was beautiful and he's looked but he has looked better um, as the season's come to a close and the start of this season in fairness to Bellerin and um, we'll get to that because a lot of stuff come out about him quite significantly um, um, within the last 24 hours but um what were your thoughts on Eddie and Katya's performance, um, James? I'm a big fan of his, and I thought—I actually thought—and you know, I've had some questions on him. I thought his work rate, especially first 45, was um, was really terrific, and he got into some really good positions. It's just that you know, killer instinct that yeah. maybe you know Laka and Orba have that—that that maybe he doesn't quite have yet. But he, you know, I, I like him. I do like him. What were your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, I, like I said earlier, just everything was great apart from the end product. Um, when he when he finally, you know, nails that down to an elite level, which I believe he will, then he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, um, if you look at the first one, the, 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 that's him, Shaka and Saka, all all three of them on the, on the high press. He's the one who initially hits that. I can't, I'm trying to remember what player it is, but he's the one who wins the tackle, and then as he's on the ground he scuffs it to Xhaka who then pings it to Saka, and he keeps running and Saka lays it off and I mean uh, it, it, it's, it's not a bad save by Alisson however he, he's got to, he's got to hit that a bit more you know a bit more into that corner and then the net will bulge and it's 2-1 uh, and then the second one that he just completely spooned over yeah that's you know what, what can you say that's that again you know it's just a bit unfortunate but no 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 I think he's work great and obviously when we want to play this high press especially when it is with a Yang who uh, commits and Saka who was committing like you said I think um, Saka had a few uh, I think it's mainly the Villa game where uh, he dropped off completely but um, no he was he was brilliant again the other day I think he had Robertson on toast personally uh, he was running a ragged weren't he um
1: Robertson's shocking defensively. I'm sorry, Liverpool fans talk him up so much because they just hit hit me with his assists. Yeah, and every time we've played a good wing around that side to him, even at Anfield when they bashed us, Pepe mm. was all over him yeah. at Anfield, yeah. and he is defensively, you know, all I but like you said, Saka's yeah, fantastic.
2: Sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, 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 I. I no, I don't disagree. It's just, um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that obviously he, d- he didn't tuck him away. But I've got no, I've got no reservations about the qualities that he can, um, you know, he can provide. And I mean, um, Lacazette still, still a massive grey area, you know, of will he, won't he? And um, if he does go, I personally think he may be replaced by maybe that more physical. Presence type of centre forwards, um, the likes of maybe an Eduard from uh, Celtic or or somebody else, whoever that someone else may be. Don't don't ask me. I don't know who else you know is really linked or is really available um, that would be what I'd say is an elite level. But uh, in terms of going into next season. And you saying to me, okay, your centre forward options, James, are going to be Lacassette, Martinelli, and Eddie and Ketia. Are you happy with that? I'm more than happy with that. I think that's three very, very good players. You got you got one that towards the end of the season showed that he's slowly coming back and can be relied on again. You got Eddie and Ketia that's you know developing, but he, he he can score a goal here and there and he can be relied on. And then you've got what I would say is arguably one of the most exciting talents. Uh, in world football, uh, in Mm. Martinelli. So, yeah, Yeah. and I mean, we look at the pictures of him, uh, where he's been injured and, you know, how he's bulking up and everything else. Um, I'm like, if he adds that dimension to his game where he's got more of a physical presence as well, then, um, you know, it's game over for these defenders in the Premier League because he's got no fear whatsoever to begin with. And if he adds the strength on top, then, yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah, get worried.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. I think if something does happen with Lacazette, I don't want to go into rumours too much, but I get a feeling it will happen very late in the window. Yes. But, um, you know, you know what I mean? And, and, and I'm not sure if we're financing for that currently, unless we're looking at what sales might happen. And I think I think so much is going to happen before October the 6th, to be honest, at Arsenal. But, um, but Neil, um, touching back on what you said about, you know, what we said about us, the way we play, and, and especially against the big teams, we've really, I mean, we've beaten Liverpool twice, we've beaten City, we've beaten Chelsea. Um, and this is a team you know that's really struggled to beat the big sides on big occasions um, at times um, for quite a long period and and we've done this all in quick succession under Arteta are you concerned or how do we adjust to dominating games and creating against sides more you know this is going to be a the more common um, sort of theme. Uh, well, at least I hope you know against the Villas and the Watfords, like we struggled with towards the end of our season um, in the league. What, how do you think we adjust? Is it is it about adjusting the formation for you, or do you think we're lacking the personnel um, in terms of the creative role? We brought Willian in, um, which which certainly could provide a more creative role than what we're looking to. Do you have concerns that we don't currently have enough to adjust our formation and still be affected a- against the team? that it's just going to sit there and try not to concede.
0: Yes, it's a good point. Um, you know, we've always been uh, focused on how we can ever beat the big teams. Now we seem to be doing that. Uh, and you're right. I think it's if we're, where are, where where we may be vulnerable is against the 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 not so uh, you know the, the the bigger teams, if you like, uh, in, in quotes, uh, in the, in the Premiership and maybe struggling against those. And simply because those teams are just, uh, as you said, sitting back and not creating any holes for us and for us to, you know, exploit and open up. And and, and I agree. I think we have lacked that creativity. We've not had um, that that person that can, that attacking, maybe that attacking midfielder that can actually open up channels and provide service to the front lineup. up um, But, you know, for me, I'm not... I don't know. I just like where where is going. I like the fact that, um, you know, Danny Ceballos has, has come along, you know, later on in, in this, especially after we returned from lockdown and, and uh, he was doing so well. He's, 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 he's Statistically, he's been number one. You know, he's just been absolutely awesome and flawless. And he, for me, could be one of the ones that... Can add that creativity to the team. Uh, I know there's there's still that it hasn't completely been decided as to whether he is going to stay for another year, but I think we are in advanced talks. So that for me is imperative. You know, his 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 capture at least for another twelve months and maybe long longer, going further than that and beyond is imperative because he is working well with Shaka. He can add that little bit of creativity and assist. Uh, the, the the front players and be that link that fluid link you know with the defense uh through to the midfield and then the forward lineup and maybe it's someone like him and potentially william who's you know you know for me i wasn't so sure about his signing initially but now you know i'm getting very excited about the fact that you know we've got him um and he can and and he can add something else um as well uh to our attacking uh, uh, passage of play and i I'm not so sure I think I think it's a case of time will tell. I think he's just got to I, I I I don't have any problem now with having faith and trust in Arteta and and where he's going to utilize the players to their strengths. Uh, play them in their best positions and I think you know it is a very slow process he said it from the start it's not going to be a fix overnight but I think you know slowly but surely he'll get there um, and he'll be able to then start playing their best players in the best positions to deal with the the, the problematic sides that may close up and not give us chances and just sit or sit at the back you know park the bus and frustrate Arsenal, and then maybe counter us and hit us on the break and, and then and score a goal when we could end up losing a match where really we should have won on paper. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm quite excited. I I've got a good feeling. I know I don't do gossip and tran- transfer stuff and all the rest of it, but I've got this really good feeling about Sibusi. So I think he's going to be an Arsenal player, and I think that will be a problem solver. And obviously we've got. Um, Uh, Emil Smith Smith Rowe now I don't know how much he's going to feature in in, in this season but I'm hoping he'll he'll come on quite a lot and I believe he's another uh, potential answer to helping us add that creative flair to the team and the other thing is just quickly because our defence has improved so much that will automatically add confidence to the midfield as well. So they can then do their role rather than worrying about the defence so much. You know, we've got the defence that are playing better. Uh, we've had made those tremendous additions to our defence, which I think are going to be fantastic. And then even if our defence is beaten, we've got, for me, arguably the best keeper in the premiership at the moment in Martinez. Um, now, I, 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 I just think that because of all of that and the confidence, it'll give those attacking creative players... That we'll potentially have at the club now to do what they need to do and help us uh, counter. You know, uh, you know, to kind of negotiate those harder tougher teams or defensive teams that set themselves up like that. That's Can I just one.
2: add to that as well, Neil? Um, mm. Like, like you keep saying, um, you you're talking about their. Um, with the midfield and the attacking players being more confident because we've solidified the defence. Mm. What I would add to that is is I still think he's going to persist with... Um, you know, the three or the five, if you want to call it that. And um, he will have Gabriel and Saliba uh, doing doing David Luiz's running pretty much. And that will add David Luiz as another player that could be a creative outlet from that far deep. He, he For me, he'd turn into like a sort of auxiliary sort of DM slash sweeper that can just ping these long balls out to, you know, we've seen mm. it with a and what, do you know what I mean? I think, I think he's yeah. going to go, he's going to go in the middle there, obviously to do a bit more of the leadership and the commanding of, you know, the likes of Saliba and uh, Gabriel when they're in there. But I think as well, he would be, he's a, he's a further creative outlet from really, really far deep. Cause that's one of the things, you know, I know a lot of us um, give David Louise a lot of, uh, Stick, but that—that's one thing. David Luiz can do is is ping that ball around. Yeah. and um, yeah. So we've got we've and, got and a also
0: Gabri- Gabriel. If if, if, if yeah, you know, oh yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If, if, if apparently he's all three of uh, yeah. Them. They've yeah. all got good distribution. They're all you know. Gabriel's supposed to be really quick as well. Yeah. He's not only strong and big, but he's also quick. But apparently his distribution is good. So yeah. if you've got all of that coming from the back as well, my goodness yeah. me, we we could turn into a really lovely team to watch again. Honestly. Mm.
1: Yeah, what interests me is, um, I don't know how many top managers play two different formations commonly. But what what I struggle to think is, I'm thinking, you know, we're playing home games or, you know, against sides that are obviously going to sit off us. um, Will we still play a back three? And I think Luis is the key to all of this. And the type of centre-backs that we bought in Saliba, who's 19 and Gabriel, who's 22, you get the feeling that Luis is vital for this season. And I'm wondering how much Arteta decides to play a back four if um, Gabriel and Saliba are his first choice options, how often they'll play just as a two together because I don't see Luis being dropped very often. So if we're going to play a back three, how do we bring that creativity into that? And that's that's a good point from Luis from deep. I think Willian is going to come into those games a lot. And be creative, whether it's from a wide position or somehow from a central position as well. Um, yeah. And I think I think I think Saka as well because he can play that sort of attacking mid eight left-sided 8 role as well I think that might be quite interesting as well so I mean it's a lot of different options but we have struggled you know to to break teams down towards the latter end of last season I think Williams going to be really important and um, with that and if you to believe a lot of the link I know Neil said about Smith Rowe there's been I to hate to break but there has been some links about Smith Rowe going out on loan again oh, so um, I don't know if that but if that's the case we're you know it's it's a hint that we're going to bring in another creative player which again has been a really strong link hasn't it I mean um, you know the Leon boy um, I'm just going to go that's how I'm going to call him um, <laughs> but um You know, and you you look at that and wonder... Because you always look at a coach and what they first did, you get the feeling that's what their intention is long-term sometimes. And obviously they adapt. But his first choice, Arteta, for the first 10 games, was back four constantly. But then so many injuries occurred and um, big games were coming thick and fast. He decided to go back to a back three like other coaches had done, but far more effectively, clearly. And um, you just get the feeling that his goal is to eventually return to... To, to that, but he doesn't quite have the personnel yet. But like Neil said, with Gabriel coming in and Sleeper coming in, perfect profile for that kind of position. Um, for, for for two centre backs, um, you know, athletic, very very fast, very good on the ball, stand up tacklers. Um, you know, they fit the bill completely. But um, just touching back on that, I thought it was really impressive in the game when you know when we kind of sat back. Um, which was natural because we were we were getting leggy and we were one nil up anyway, and they started to not dominate but they had a you know a bit more of the ball and obviously they scored through Minamino. But then after that we really came back in, didn't we? And we made the substitutions and Nelson and Willock, who I thought provided a lot of energy, and we finished the game far far stronger from what I remember. Um, and you know, like 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 James said with a Willock header, and I thought. You know, that was really encouraging to see as well. Where we probably were suffering quite a lot because, you know, one or two training sessions and whatnot. Um, But I felt we really came back into the game where we could have sort of sat back and kind of got a bit nervy. Um, But we really started to play again and, and, and try to look for that winger. And I felt we finished the game stronger before the penalties hit. And then, the, like you said, the penalties were just—I oh I score. I thought they were all fantastic penalties, mm. from what I can remember. I mean, Luis's was fantastic. Yeah. Niles brilliant. Or oh, winner was um, was terrific. Great to see. Klopp try to make a change two minutes before the end of the game to bring on a penalty taker and then he goes and flipping misses (laughs) it which I thought was pretty funny yeah 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 I was liking seeing all their faces because I knew Liverpool fans were going to say it meant nothing and all this sort of stuff and I know it's just a community show but but their faces were were telling you that they didn't really want to lose it Put it that way, but um, yeah,
0: I don't know if there's anything else you want
1: to touch on in the game. I want to get to a few um, fans' questions. Um,
0: Nelson's penalty. I thought Nelson's that was probably the pick of the bunch for me. Brilliant
1: yeah, do you penalty. think he'll stay, Neil? Do you reckon he'll stay? Um, there's been um, a little bit of links with him going out, you know, and William can play on the right side, you know. But do you think that he'll stay?
0: I don't know. I think I'd like him to, um, but you know, it starts congesting up. You know, certain areas that that, that you, know, in, in, you know, in terms of in my worry is, you know, we have all these players, and you know, I'd love to have all of them. You know, don't don't get me wrong, but it's it's then curtailing their their chances. That's always been the big thing for me, and the big worry. And if you start doing that, and then potentially making them a little bit unhappy, I mean, it seems impossible at the moment because under Arteta, they all seem to be loving life, um, but. It, it, it's about their professional career and, and and how they go forward and what they want to do. And I think I, I would love love him to stay. But you know, if you're now even saying that there's a there's a rumor that Smith Rowe might go on loan, you know, then you think, well, if he's going to go on loan, then surely they might even be thinking of the same of maybe having an exit plan for Nelson as well. It just doesn't make sense to me. But I I I. I, I I've always kind of he's not been at the top of my list I'm not going to lie Nelson Um, pretty much I feel the same about Willock as well I'm not sure I think they're great players they've got great talent but I'm just not sure with all the additions now we seem to be having and all the other players doing so well um, how many chances are they going to get but recently I've kind of started changing my mind about Nelson I just feel that he's He's, he's starting to show me a little bit what Niles has done recently I wasn't sure about Niles and then Niles has come on with a lot of confidence um, and, and doing you know well when, when he when he gets his chances um, and I just feel that Nelson might add that something that we've always kind of expected of him right from the beginning he always used to be my pick of the youngsters you know uh, a little while ago that I'd love to see come forward and say, always saying he must play he must start getting game time very much like I'm saying now the same about um, Smith Rowe and, and I'm hoping that um, I hope he does stay personally if you want to um, answer, the, if I answer the question quickly I hope he stays I hope he gets chances and, and let's see what happens and let's see what Arteta can do with him
1: yeah I like him I think he's a perfect understudy for Pepe currently yes. Uh, That's that's my basic view on it. I don't think he should start a lot of games and a lot of big games or anything like that. But I think he's great. You know, off the bench for twenty, if he can pull his socks up a little bit and tuck his shirt in, I'll be happier. I I, I don't know why I moan about that because I used to be a player, used to play my shirt out. But for some reason, and loads of players do, but for some reason, I notice it so much more when Reese is doing it. I think it's because his socks are so low; it looks like like they're literally rolled down, like he's a tennis player. (laughs) And I'm like, just when he runs, I always think, oh, are you? Up for this one, mate, do you know, do you know what I mean? But. Uh, but- <laughs> to be honest, I really like him and um, I do like him and I think Arteta really likes him as well so yeah. I'm hoping he isn't one that we loan out because I do think we will loan out one or two youngsters that maybe we don't expect but um, but let's do a, a couple of questions and then we'll touch on a couple of things before you go. Um, Willie at the warm boom top man um, says, James, I'll start with you on this one and Neil just touched on it. Thoughts on if Ainsley Maitland-Niles wants to be the first choice right back and the implications of selling bettering would have if he doesn't. Now, just a caveat this, just before, it's, why well, I delayed the podcast for a day or two because I thought stuff was going to come out. My sources, Neil, were telling yeah. me that stuff was coming out. You know, what I mean, uh, I, I I never yeah, believed it. Yeah, yeah. This summer, I've started to really believe. What it. What was that, Hellman's and Liam Perrins? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah tomorrow I'll catch up. Yeah, um, but um,
0: but mm-hmm.
1: so the rumours uh, there's been. It's amazing, isn't it? During the the, the Community Shield, there was really imminent rumours from the likes of Ornstein and and Fabrizio the two that I kind of looked to, and um, saying that you know. Niles to Wolves was imminent. Niles goes and puts in a you know a man and a match performance and now we're seeing really strong links of Bellerin to um to PSG. And there's rumours that Juve might have been in for him and buy, and I'm not convinced that they would have been but maybe Um, and looks like we're holding out for around 30 to 35 million for him so Willie says thoughts on if Ainsie Metanyles wants to be the first choice right back and the implication of selling Bellerin would have if he if he doesn't Toughy for me he says the Bellerin one what's your thoughts on that position and what we should do with it James I might get Neil's opinion on this too
2: go on Um, yeah it's really really tough Um, obviously Hector Bellerin has been at Arsenal a long time um, he's a player that I still rate and I still like. And also, um, I always thought that he was eventually going to become one of the captains at the club. But, and this is where the but comes in, um, if if we're looking at rebuilding the squad to the levels that we want to, Um, with the current market and everything else like that. And it's the fact that we need to sell some in order to buy some. If you're looking at assets that Arsenal have that uh, we could get good money for and it wouldn't really be to, a, in my opinion, a massive detriment to the side, uh, Hector Bellerin, along with the likes of Guendouzi, and potentially lack a set of are the three that I would say cash in on. Um, you including like, Torreira in that, mate. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. I, for me, I already think Torreira's pretty much gone. Yeah. Um, so that's why I didn't include him. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think the fee though um, for Hector Bellerin and it goes back again into where I think Arsenal have f- throughout history been shit at selling players, I think it's incredibly low, especially for the likes of PSG. Um, I I think that we should be pushing them for at least 35 to 40 million. And anything Mm. less, I think anything less is insulting, personally. Mm. Um, Because I I still believe that, okay, maybe the pace isn't what it is, uh, but I I still think Hector Bellerin offers a lot. Yeah. and I think he's actually got a lot better than um, wh- when he was before, when he was injured. I think he's slowly coming back round again. But, uh, no, I look at it and I go, do you know what? Paris Saint-Germain sort of suits him to a T, especially with all his outside interests everything else. Him. Exactly, yeah. I'm like, he could slot in there easily. And I, I think the fans would take to him um, as well. So, yeah, I'd be. it's one of those where I'd be like, look, you know, I'm sad to see him go. But at the same time, um, if we reinvest that money and we get the likes of you know Thomas Partey over the line and potentially you know Hour, then yeah, I'm like bloody hell that that would be that would be huge for me. Um, that'd be really really huge because you know, and I hate I hate bringing his name up because we you know we don't like talking to him. But you know, we're not gonna get we're not gonna get rid of the uh, of the Ozil. So, you've got to look elsewhere sadly if if the Ozil was willing to go and we could ship him out, then we wouldn't have to sell the likes of Bellerin and everything else. I think we could use that wage money and get it done that way, but uh yeah he's he's not budging, is he he's not going anywhere, so yeah, I think yeah. I think Hector Bellerin may sadly have to go, but it it would it wouldn't be the end of the world for me because I think niles where he's played inverted as a left back he could easily play there as a right back and I mean to be fair he was the right back at the club for a long period of time and if he didn't have such a shitty attitude which he did have at the time mm. um, he would have solidified that position you know we were talking about how we were getting so angry Jack especially you and me about how we were like do you know how do you know how blessed you like you would literally got first team Arsenal position now down for the rest of your life if you want it and yet you're being an arsewipe like I don't understand what your problem is Um, but yeah going into next season I wouldn't be unhappy if it's Niles first choice and Cedric a second choice at right back so the argument there against that is and I don't necessarily agree with it
1: is can Niles do it in a flat? All, all of his good performance recently have, have been in the back five, right? Yeah. So can he do it? In a... we know be- Bellerin or has over years has proven to do so. Yeah. I don't really see the issue personally. What I'm more no. impressed about with Niles currently is that he's actually doing it on the opposite side. That's yes. what I'm more impressed about. Well, with I mean, him. to be
2: fair, like we've spoken about, I don't, I don't understand people thinking that we're just going to rock up to Craven Cottage and it'll be, you know, 3 four three three. I'm like, he's he's gonna, no, with he's David, gonna stick with, with what he's got. Yeah. yeah, with David with David Luiz in there, it's gonna be five at the back for another season. So don't do you know what I do mean? not I d I don't yeah. I don't know why people think we're gonna go straight into a four right away. It's it's, no, no, it's no, not no. it's it is not happening whatsoever. So and I mean you you're talking about Gabriel and Saliba potentially making their Premier League debuts in that game. What a game to make their debut in because they're up against Mitrovic. I'm like, you want to see two six-foot-plus boys who are both very good at aerials, both very composed. They're going to be playing what is arguably one of the big shithouse strikers in the league there. Yeah. And I'm like, well, is, you know, is it a baptism of fire? I don't think so, but what a game to test them. Yeah, I no, definitely I, think Saliba's got a chance of starting there. Gabriel play, might be a bit off. I would off, play but both. No, I would play both. The,
1: the, the only, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I would in the sense, but I, I think I think his lockdown for Gabriel ends somewhere around September 6th, 7th. So it's whether he has enough days to train right. and how much he's been keeping himself. I'm sure he has been keeping himself fit, but he's been yeah. literally in lockdown. I don't know if you heard this, Neil, but he's literally been in lockdown since August 24th in England somewhere. <laughs> um, so, you know, like he can only do so much at home. Obviously, he can keep himself fit, but... Where do you stand, Neil, on the Niles? Because I, I know you don't like to believe in rumours, but I do think there's a really strong possibility that one of them leaves. So, because it just doesn't, it doesn't, you know, three don't go into two kind of thing. So, but where do you stand on, on uh, who would you sell?
0: Um, for me, sadly, Bellerin. Uh, I, I I just, uh, you know, for me, he's one of the players that's not moaned. He's never moaned. He's always loved, he seems to have always loved being Arsenal. He's, 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 Potentially be as you know as professional as you can get. Or, you know, off the pitch as well. He's never bad mouth He's never had. He's never seemed to sulk or anything. Apart from that one time when uh, Cedric Muddy's deputy <laughs> debut scored that goal, you know, that picture of his face was hilarious. But,
1: <laughs> brilliant, yeah. It was brilliant.
0: Uh, but but, um, but apart from that, he's always been for me the c- consummate professional. He's a he's a lovely guy from what you see. You know, he's, he, and he took to Arsenal. You know, almost immediately when he first came on uh, on board. Um, so for all those. Reasons, I'd be really sad. It'd be a sad loss to to the squad. It'd be a sad loss to the dressing room. um, And uh, and and you know that 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 is the negative. But however, we've got to look for. We've got to look at the club. We've got to look at you know moving forward and 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 the potential that you know we can we can harness and be part of Arteta's vision. And for me, it's about playing your best players. All the time, every single game, and Niles at the moment, I don't know. I, I just, I just said it a few minutes ago. I just, I just really like him now. I've, I've turned around about him, or I've done a U-turn with regards to him. And for me, out the two, I would actually be more upset to see Niles go out the two. So, so, for, and, and you got to remember, yeah, I know he's doing better on the other side. So where does that lead? it does lead us? Does that just lead, lead leave us with with Cedric? You know, playing that role, but you know it it could be a lot worse and 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 if need be Niles will have to play in that position he'll have to and maybe Cedric has to cover him and become his number two if that if because you know we've got no problems on the other side in that respect so uh, for me out the two definitely keep Niles and and sadly sadly say say goodbye to Bellerin
1: Mm, yeah I mean we're going to clearly get I mean the the fee being talked about for Niles was somewhere around or sort of 15 to 20 million which again James is low uh, but obviously it's, it, obviously it's a much less fee than than Hector Bellerin which we're talking 30 35 hopefully I mean I I'd the caveat for me in in terms of the feed that I'm not too concerned about is post ACL tear but I do agree with you Um, you know anywhere else you'd be looking at 35-40 but the reason like you I I don't have a massive issue with Bellerin I'm not certain and I do really like Bellerin I think he's quite a good footballer I think he's underrated as as a footballer let alone his athleticism but what quite is amazing to me is you know how Arsenal always have one fullback that sits a little bit and the other bombs on Ashley Cole and Lauren, for example. And, you know, we've had this always, haven't we? One fullback. It's amazing that Hector Bellerin is the one that sits more and that shows to me the athleticism in Ainsley, Mate and Niles mm. because he is the one you go back to the finals and, and etc he is the one that bombs on and bombs on and, and sometimes people question his final ball um, but he's doing it from the left side you know I mean we didn't we weren't questioning his final ball you know Valencia away in the semi-final in Europa League weren't we Um you know, and it, we've never questioned him being able to do it in big games either. It's being able to do it consistently, game in, game out. I mean, I remember going to a pre-season game against Bayern Munich in LA, and Kingsley Coman was running him ragged. This was about twelve months ago, and his head was down, and it, all the crowd were getting up and like cheering his name because we were so we felt so bad for him. And I was like, oh, and it wasn't his ability; it was his character. It was his. Ca- it was his. He's, you know, he felt sorry for himself. He got down about things. You you see him on Instagram, which we sh- should never have to deal with that kind of abuse, but his reaction to the abuse, you know, saying, so, you know, he clearly really, really cares, but he takes things quite personally, doesn't he? And um, and he seemed like I've seen a massive turn of him under Arteta, just a huge turn. Arteta actually said it before the Wolves game, didn't he? In lockdown, he said he's had a really... Good, um there's some really good conversations with Niles and he feels like he's he's seeing a change in him and we never really thought anything of it because at the time Niles wasn't even featuring and a lot of us were assuming that he was going to leave anyway but then he massively did a u-turn so I think it's really I'm really it's like the goalkeeper debate I Mm. think it's really interesting but with this one I think one is definitely going to leave and I like you I I would probably choose Bellerin with the goalkeeper one I think there's a chance we keep them both to be honest and I never thought that yeah I never thought that you said it I never thought that but since I've 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 been reading a lot about it in terms of Martínez's contract and what he's owed he's owed some money Um, we have to pay him some money because of contractual issues and things like that which is quite interesting but also he's got the the power for both these players is in our hands Martinez has got two years left and, and Niles has got three years left we don't have to sell either one of them We don't have to sell either one of them. The the power is completely in our hands. Um, Martin is, if they're talking about 10, 15 million fees and he has a good season, he's going to be worth double that even with a year left. So, you know, the the power is completely in our hands on, on that. And unless we need the money to sell i i would keep them and I'd keep them both and i think Bellerin is a logical sale at this point in his career he may want the, want to move on there's been a lot of talk after that came out yesterday that Bellerin actually does want to move on and wants a new challenge so you know it might it might suit both parties and we need money in without having to replace and we don't need to spend on that position if we sell Bellerin in theory so i think yeah it's really interesting neil touched on um um, good question, Willie. Um, um, Mark at Arson's Glasses underscore so, Neil um, says, um, given if we sign parte A- Aubameyang extension see I know you don't like rumours but Aubameyang extension which is supposedly imminent Neil but you know I'll lay off on it until it's announced Um, what is the realistic aim for next season so let's assume that we've got Ceballos I presume Mark means we've got Ceballos and Aubameyang extends and we get one more in and that's Thomas Partey Um, what do you think and he's not mentioned outgoings there but what do you think the expectation is he says top four and a trophy what is your point of view 100%
0: top four for me. Um, I think uh, Arteta's vision is to get back into the Champions League as quickly as possible. I don't want to rely on winning the Europa Cup um, or the FA Cup again because, you know, at the end of the day, as much as we dominate the FA Cup, it's still a cup competition and anything can happen on a one-off game. Um, I think, realistically, for our chances to regain our Champions League spot uh, and chuck Tottenham back out where they belong... Uh, is going to be uh, getting that top four position. And I think we'll do it. I actually am so confident now. The way uh, Arteta is going about setting the team up and getting every player to to believe in his vision and, and be comfortable within their roles, I can't see why not. I, I really don't. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do my usual say, we're going to win the league. Of course not. But I, I really do feel that we've got every chance of getting that top four spot. Now, I think what you both touched on earlier in the pod is the crucial bit. It's not, ironically, it's not so much to worry about playing the bigger teams anymore. It's about opening up those defenses of those more stubborn uh, teams, which will obviously set up that way against us, and that will be the key. And if we can do that and get and, and not lose or drop points against the games that we would un- normally think that we can should be able to win or uh, uh, on paper and I don't see any reason why not, why we shouldn't do that. So for me, top four, and yeah, a, a cup obviously it will be great as a bonus to to, to land another piece of uh, silverware to keep that you know momentum and that belief going in the players. I think is is very crucial it's not just so much about the silverware and winning the competition it's about instilling that belief in all the players especially the younger ones that we've got that momentum we've got that winning mentality and that's the massive thing it's that winning mentality performing well in games and having that consistency so for me top four and and yeah a cup would be a bonus that would have be been what i would hope for this yeah. season.
1: Yeah, I think Arteta's um, his, his goal is to get back in the Champions League, and I think if, if that happens, Mark, I think we've got a really good chance. I think we can get one more in. A lot of fans are saying we're going to get more than one more in, um, which I think is possible. I, I do think if we sell Bellerin, which is, sounds kind of strange, I think it's very possible that we sign a left back because I think Kalashnak will leave as well. Please. And what you, what you have, yeah, of course, please. Um, but what you're looking at there is the right side being Niles and Cedric, and I know Niles can cover both sides. But then you're really looking at just Tierney on his own in terms of being a left footed left sided Mm. player and I think we'll get in a cheap left back because we've been rumoured for about a year to get in a left back and we never really understood why and I presume it was to get Kalashnikov off the book so I think that might be a possibility as well and then just touching back on the midfielders that Neil mentioned Danny Sabayas, like you said Danny Ceballos has been the signing that I've wanted since the final ended to be honest other than a Bamiyang signing on again um, I think he's absolutely vital. And the way our midfield looks with Torreira out of favour and seemingly wanting to go back to Italy and Guendouzi, I think we all agree that no matter what happens, it's really unlikely that he comes back into the fold, isn't it? I mean, I know I know things have happened, Neil, so we can't, like you, Xhaka, you know, we never expected this from Xhaka yeah. to turn around. But it feels... Really far gone, doesn't it? With yeah, the so. So. so, I think even if we loan him with an obligation to buy or something like that, ideally sell him, but I don't see a huge market for him. I've not mm. seen huge bids coming in for him, and probably because he's a uh, petulant little git.
0: Yeah, sure. You
1: know, yeah, and, and he's because he's quite a good player and there should be a market for him. But when you've annoyed every coach he played under other than Unai Emery we need to get him um, out
0: Jack He's, for me, yeah. he reminds me of Adi Bajor we really need to get him out we yeah just mean.
1: a toxic kind of character toxic yeah yeah I, I agree with you so if the, but Zabias but is so vital because like we said the partnership I thought he was the best player in a cup final other than a Um he created this, the, the, the winning goal with a little shoulder down to Bellerin mm. I don't know if anyone remembers that but yes. I just thought he was fantastic in the latter part of the season and I thought he grew and I think he'll get better because he's you know he's settled already yes and um I've been a little bit frustrated that we've not brought him back sooner. But um mm. but there was obviously complications there, a try obviously we were trying to get the loan. But I wonder if that's the catalyst. I wonder if that's the catalyst. And maybe we were worried that we were gonna have to buy Sabios um for twenty odd million and we'd managed to loan him and maybe that frees up funds um mm. elsewhere. You know, I wonder if that is the catalyst to free up funds elsewhere and we and that's what we were sitting
2: on. Reading about it and seeing that uh Real Madrid have gone. Look, if you pay his full wage, mm. then, like, just take, you can have him, like, you can have him without any real complications. And then it's the uh, 18 million obligation to buy afterwards.
1: Um, is that? Have you read that? Because I I read yeah. no obligation or no option to
2: buy. No, no, no. Um, some people on Twitter were saying that. Uh, I think it was. Um, it was. Is it Marker or one of the papers out there was saying that? Like, yeah, we we would now pay his full wage, and then it's an eighteen million obligation to buy. Which I Hopefully think that's the which case. I, Yeah, which I think for a player that especially after lockdown Neil you touched on it I think he had the most touches most interceptions most tackles most, most distance yeah most key passes most distance covered yeah, he's brilliant um, yeah, you know most most straight teeth with the Invisalign. Uh, Love that, mate. Love <laughs> yeah, that. Got, got, got myself, got myself. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm like you. You can't, you can't turn down, a, a, especially for 18 million quid. Oh, that's,
0: mate, it's a steal. Yeah, it's that's yeah,
2: absolutely
1: yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah, if mean, we sell Bellerin, we need the skinniest player in the league still <laughs> so you know you've got yeah. Savios he eats one meal every 15 hours imagine if he ate two meals every 15 hours how good he'd be um, that'd be unbelievable I I was so I don't it's amazing it's just alone but I was so I was teaching and I saw something come up on my phone about Savios being um, you know strongly likely yeah. to be done and then he posted
2: something on Instagram didn't he about ticking time clock and all that sort of yeah. stuff and um, he's so, posted I, all them videos as well watching the game the other day Yeah. And it's like it's like I sent him that tweet I'm like mate don't lead me on if you're not coming back to me like do you know what I mean yeah yeah <laughs> I know exactly but I think yeah. it's so
1: vital because obviously where does our midfield go without him do you know what I mean it's yeah. so hard to build upon something you don't really have and losing Torreira and Guendouzi even though they weren't really in our set of plans I mean we're just so short in no. that position so it's so vital I think and you yeah. touched on um Gabriel and uh, I think it's great that he's finally been um, announced I I, I guess in the delay was the the lockdown for him I'm not really sure what the delay was but it doesn't matter now he's he's an Arsenal player and he looks he looks every bit the part I was reading a lot about him earlier and his type of profile and some of his stats and it looks really really impressive yeah. um, on what type of player he is and I, it's interesting when you when you listen to French journalists talk about Gabriel and Saliba, they talk about Saliba like he's extremely mature for a 19 year old in terms of the way he played um uh, which is really interesting. So I, I wonder if who will play more uh, in the early part. But like you said, James, because of injuries, there's a good chance that both of them are going to to, to oh, yeah. play uh,
2: early doors. You know, um, if you uh, if you remember the old Gabriel that we purchased, of course, um, uh, I believe I think I went and watched his debut. It was against Everton, and. He completely obliterated Lukaku that That's day. Brilliant. He was, yeah, he was immense in that Everton game. Proper if you remember. old school defender. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've just got the same sort of vibes with this one in the, the fact of, you know, Fulham away, Mitrovic. I'm like, I can see them two going there, getting us a clean sheet and everyone like, well, hang on a sec. You know, OK, it's one game into the season, towards. but people will be like, well, hang on, Arsenal. Arsenal got two new defenders here. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to watch us play. Yeah, I really am. I, yeah, and that, that's refreshing to say. From, you know, I haven't listened back to them, but I think if I did, I would think, God Almighty, what were we all whinging and about <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if we listened back to them? Because yeah.
0: we had good reason to at that time. James, oh, of course
2: we did. Oh, of course we did. It was awful. It was, it was, it was. You know, I would have. There were times where I would have rather watched Paint Dry Neil than <laughs> what I was watching at at that time. But uh, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm I'm excited with that. And like um, the question uh, from from Mark originally, I have for the last few years have kept putting Arsenal in my top four in my league predictor. Mm-hmm. So this year I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put us about fifth, but I'm going to say we're going to win the Europa League because of it. Hmm. So, uh, just maybe, I'm going to try and reverse psychology it, and I'm not going to big Arsenal up to get top four, and then they'll probably do it. Uh, but no, I, I actually, I actually think that uh, we're going to win the Europa League this year. Um, yeah, I'm really. Okay. You know,
1: really banking it, it, on it. Yeah, It's so it's so hard to, to predict, like Neil said, for the, for the cup games. But what really, I'm looking a lot, I don't know about you, in the market, I'm looking a lot at Chelsea and uh, United. I see those two teams. And if we're presuming, even the most positive fan is presuming that, you know, Liverpool and City are buying Koulibaly, I think, and all this sort of stuff, you know, they're maybe even Messi, you know. It's, it's, mm. So I'm looking at that. But obviously Chelsea have made a lot of signings, but they haven't made a lot of signings really in the areas where they're weak so you know they've still got a massive goalkeeper issue yeah. they've still got they've gone and saw, signed a 36 year old centre back um, and then loaned out another one that, we, that they've signed so they've you know they've still got work to do there their centre backs are yeah. you know, suspect we saw Chil- that in the Chelsea,
2: Chelsea baffle me I don't know how they had the first refusal on Nathan Ake and said no I, well, I still, yeah, which is really I, odd Really, I, really, I look, look, look at it and just go what are you playing at
1: which makes you think that they may not spend on a centre-back unless they've got someone even bigger in mind. Yeah. Um, and they've already spent about £200 million, so, um And then United look very, it's very odd. what They they look like they put all their eggs in the Sancho basket, didn't they? So it's kind of interesting to see how they develop. They'll, but our transfer window looks... They'll
2: go late at the end, mate. They'll get Grealish at the end. They'll look yeah, at and go, again, but, right, we'll just sign him then.
1: But again, James, it seems like there's not a real plan there. They did that last window, didn't they? They went and grabbed Maguire quite late, I think. Yeah. And and Wumbasacker, who's a, who's a decent signing, but but overpaid for Maguire drastically, didn't they? No matter what we think, you, know, whether you think he's good or not, he's massively overpaid for that. And well, um, he's, he is now. He's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really overpaid. Now, yeah, that. But um, but um, yeah. So there's a lot of things there. But I think ultimately it comes down to the manager, doesn't it? And I've got a lot of belief in an Arteta, like you boys have, and. Um, um, and I, I, I've got a lot of question marks over Lampard, and, and on so I'll show that I hope. Uh, well, this hope the I'll thing right is to have. These,
2: these players that um, obviously we're we're looking at signing. You know, you look at Gabriel, uh, and you look at Sabios, Gabriel even said, didn't he, that uh, it was the fans sending him all the messages. But he also said he had a long-winded conversation after speaking to Edu with Arteta, and Arteta also convinced him to sign. And you know, I think the fact that um, you know the Abamyang one is potentially imminent as well. I think Abamyang needed a lot of convincing, and I think Arteta done it. So, yeah. So we're is, hoping
1: is it, is this the, week, aren't we? We're hoping we this yeah. week Abamyang and a Ceballos is yeah. is
2: done by the end of the week, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll breathe a sigh of relief when those two are done. I think. But I, I don't, I don't, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to be, you know, having a dig or whatever, but. I don't really know any of these players that are going you know I, maybe I'm wrong but I, I don't think Timo Werner was sat there in Germany thinking about playing for Frank Lampard I think he just looked at it and went well yeah it's London and it's a lot of money oh he wanted to go to Liverpool didn't he but Liverpool weren't yeah. willing to pay the fee there, yeah, yeah you were, are you, you know, really know I'm, to go I'm like Arteta's selling these players on a vision and playing in a team that's you know as far as Neil's concerned, we're we're you know we're going for the quad this season the next season, aren't we, Neil? Uh,
0: well, if, if we don't three, get it this year, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, well, I think we'll win the double next se- the season after this one, and then the quad the season after that, and it'll be an unbeaten quad as well. By the way, oh, there we, an there unbeaten we go,
1: unbeaten quad. Yeah. There you there go. go, brilliant, brilliant. Well, as long as we don't get our hopes up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, well, yeah. boys, I think it's been good. I think I might come back and do another pod next week with a few of you, and um, just build up to the Fulham game when we've got a little bit of a more of an idea of of what the team will be. And I, I suspect, I, I suspect two in, two out by then. To be honest, I really do think the window will move quite quickly now, mm. um, especially yeah, I know, I know, the I know Nash- we
2: had a, I know we had a game yesterday against QPR, which we won four three. Yeah, but I didn't um, see who no, I didn't, Lacazette yeah. might have scored in that one. But. Oh, right. I, did, I, did, I haven't seen any more than that. I'm guessing that that'll all be put up on um, YouTube or whatever Arsenal it the next o- couple of
1: Arsenal hours. Asked, Arsenal asked for it not to be, tele- not to be streamed, apparently. Yeah. So Arsenal said they didn't want any cameras. Apparently, that's what QPR said. I read something oh, really? on their website. Yeah, apparently. Right. So maybe they'll just release the scores. I don't know, or yeah. something like that. But um, it's a good win. three points, isn't it, leading into the season. So <laughs> you can't wait for that. But, boys, um, hopefully, we're back on, um, um, you know, leading up to after this poxy international break, leading up to the Fulham game. I think we're the early kickoff for the Fulham game. So I'll get yeah. predictions when yeah, we're back next week. I think, yeah. We start the season. Oh, we're the, way, we're yeah. the first I can't
0: game wait. in for me. I can't wait for the can't
1: wait! I'll wake
2: up at four am for it. If we win, I'll wake yeah. up at any time. You know. What
0: I
1: mean?
2: <laughs> if, um, if anybody listening to the pod um, lives in Tintagel, I will be on a. I'll be on a family holiday in Tintagel when that game is on. So if anybody knows where's that, any, I think it's in, it's in Cornwall, isn't it? Cornwall, isn't it? is not it? So lovely, if anyone mate. if anyone knows any good pasty shops that also might have televisions in with BT Sport, let me know. So, <laughs> yeah, and, lovely, uh, lovely. Yeah, I'll lovely be German. getting. I'll be having my pasty cider and my. Shh. <sniffs> Arsenal, it, yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. Yeah.
1: top stuff, top stuff. Well, we'll chat next week, boys. Hopefully, with uh, Sadio and Abamyang sorted, yes. and maybe, maybe a <laughs> uh, a big sale, maybe a back sale. Yeah, <laughs> Day long. yeah. There's been a lot talk of that as well, hasn't there? I wouldn't be surprised. Just before we go, I wouldn't be surprised. If we spend um, closer to sort of 80, 90, 90 million still. Oh, I really wouldn't be. I, I think we could still spend about ninety million in this window, yeah. to be honest. So it'd be quite interesting, um, boys. Thanks so much. I we'll chat Palestine. to you soon chat to you next week take care no worries all the best Thanks, everyone. take care us. bye 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 bye